I'm Brett Boone from the Brett Boone Podcast. Every week we look at the state of Major League Baseball, which teams are exceeding expectations, which ones are struggling to meet them. Follow and listen to the Brett Boone Podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on the Bay Area Sports Station 95.7. The game. And we welcome you inside Oracle Arena. Warriors Wrap Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. It's John Dickinson, Kerry Keating, live from the Crown Royal Club inside Oracle. The Warriors with a 126 113 win over the Minnesota Timberwolves as the Dubs get it done tonight thanks to the three-point shot, a season-high 21, and uh, they go 21 for 37 from three. They score 126, uh, another high assist night as the Warriors with 37 assists after having 40 a couple of nights ago against the Knicks, a triple-double for Kevin Durant, his second of the season, and the Warriors make it two in a row on the homestand as they get it done over the Minnesota Timberwolves. The phone lines are open at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Those are the numbers to participate in the program. So if you're driving home from the game uh, and you want to recap this one uh, and or look ahead to Saturday night's showdown against the Boston Celtics at Oracle, uh, feel free to do so again, 888-957-9570. Coach? Welcome in. No shoot-around for the Warriors, nope. and it, it didn't matter. They <laughs> they came out on fire and kept it rolling all night long. They saved all the shots for the game, and uh, sometimes that works out that way, especially this late in the season. I was talking to a few guys up in the press row, a couple of scouts from some of the teams around the league, and, and it's interesting that the, le- the league moved the schedule back a week or so early to, to alleviate these back-to-back situations. But what it's kind of inadvertently done is created these weird long road trips in spurts for teams. So tonight, Minnesota, their third game in four days. Uh, the Knicks are struggling tonight and kind of look a little whacked on a long road trip. We all know about the long one that the Warriors went on, albeit somewhat successful. Not everyone's equipped like the Warriors. So it's kind of had a little bit of an adverse effect on teams. And I think in the bigger picture, at the end of the year, when you go back and may- maybe evaluate this if you're the league, you're going to see that it had an effect on where teams shook out in the standings, too, because timing has become big in a lot of the outcomes of these games. It's almost like a baseball schedule a little bit this yeah. year, where you've got teams that are you're home for a week, you're on the road for a week. You're home for two weeks, you're on the road and for two weeks. And sometimes home for like a day in between some of these road trips. Like they just broke it up like a one-day home trip. The Warriors had one of those, I think, this year already. But, yeah, it is a little, a little, a little baseball-ish, if you will, like, a, like you're playing a three- or four-game series. Yeah, the Warriors get it done uh, winning this game. But with their offense, not a whole lot of defense on either side tonight. But they were shooting it well, uh, and they were hot and pushing the pace tonight. You look at the fast break points, the Warriors just absolutely destroying the Timberwolves 48-15 in terms of fast break points. So the Warriors really pushed the tempo. A wire-to-wire victory, although it was a competitive game as loosely as it was played defensively. Uh, You look at it, the Warriors led by as many as 16. They led for the entirety of the game, but it always felt like it was just close enough. The Timberwolves were hanging in in that 
eight-point range, eight to 13-point range, and then the Warriors would hit a couple of shots just when it would start to get close. Got down to five a couple points uh, there in the first half, uh, and the Warriors put up 74 Seventy-four. So I might get a one fifty tonight, Coach. I, we, 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 were, we were aiming for it for a while there. Yeah, seventy-four in the first half. They wind up with what fifty-two in the second half. It was twenty-twenty in the fourth yeah. quarter. The teams kind of ran out of gas a little bit from the pace that they were playing at through the first three. Uh, but a, a big time offensive night from Kevin Durant. Ten of nineteen. Six of nine from three. Twenty-eight points. He has the triple-double again, 10 boards to go with 11 assists. He also had a steal uh, and three block shots. So a well-rounded game. I know Steve Kerr after the game really praised the the fact that Durant pushed the tempo and pushed the pace and, and was a creator again tonight. They, they had opportunities in transition that they took full advantage of, mostly due to the fact that they were hitting the threes, and they got some of the lanes opened up. Iguodala got himself a nice dunk on a pass from KD, and... Draymond tried to take off on Teague there. Got a little puffy elbow. I don't know if you saw the replay on that. Kind of weird, like a burster sack bust on his elbow, which I'm sure will look worse than it is. I've had players had that before, especially the guys that hit the deck a lot. I I thought a big key, J.D., the first 90 points that the Warriors scored, I marked it down, they had only turned the ball over seven times, and that led to four points for the Timberwolves. And I figured at that point, you know, the game is well in hand if that's that's the case. So you look at where it finished up, and obviously the Warriors' next 36 points, they had uh, looks like 11, I'm sorry, eight turnovers from that point on. So we talked pregame about Minnesota's propensity for turning turnovers into points. They lead the league in overall points, second in points per game, a little bit under 19, and turning turnovers into points. Because they don't shoot it well, it's become a strength of theirs in the offensive end. And a little defensive offense, if you will, by the Warriors not turning the ball over and giving the Timberwolves, as Jim Peterson said, not the T-Wolves, the Timberwolves, maybe the Wolves, but certainly not the T-Wolves. The Timberwolves tonight weren't able to get a lot of those opportunities that they had success so far in getting themselves into the top half of the Western Conference. And quoting Steve Kerr, said it wasn't their best effort but talent wins, and I think the Warriors had more talent, certainly more offensive talent, although Carl Anthony Towns, he's a matchup problem. Jamal Crawford got it going off the bench. How old is he, 50 yet? 21-point night for Jamal Crawford, 9 of 16. He's hitting floaters. He's hitting uh, threes. He's just figuring out ways. I told my guy, Benz, he's the frozen thin mint of the NBA. <laughs> you can stick that dude in the freezer for, you know, 10 years later, it's still going to taste the same. So that's that's my new nickname for Jamal. That guy's got to be, what did they say, 37? Yeah. Got to be in unbelievable condition and shape. Looks like he's uh, 27 still. 888-957-9570, If you want to participate in the program, you can give us a call. It's John Dickinson, Kerry Keating, Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security and coming to you live from Oracle Arena following the Warriors 126-113 wire-to-wire victory in a game they led by as many as 16 and, again, never trailed as they win it uh, over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Warriors now 39-10 and on the season. Timberwolves drop to 31-20, and and the Timberwolves are a team that the Warriors could see. No Jimmy Butler tonight uh, as Jimmy Butler sore right knee. He missed the, the fourth consecutive game. Uh, a guy that did play well for the Warriors, though, off the bench was Andre Iguodala. It, this felt like 
little bit like playoff Iguodala, yeah. the, the nationally yep. televised game, TNT in the house, had a little bit of that playoff feel. Fast forward to May where Iguodala starts to feel it a little bit, starts to be a little bit more bouncy, making shots, getting to the rim. It was an aggressive Iguodala tonight. I'd like, And he actually made a three on a two-on-one break where he pulled up, like finally made one, not the most ideal situation. I'm curious if Andre's recovery methods, because uh, he looks like he's got like peaks and valleys with his energy and his bounce, and when he's got it, he's got it. Like it, it, you know, is he like sticking himself in a cryogenic chamber, or is he taking some sort of supplements, herbal supplements? Uh, I'm really curious to see what he's doing uh, because he, no one benefits more from a day or two off. Than he does, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, GD, but this is a guy that has two more years on his contract. After this is a three-year extension, if I'm not mistaken, that he signed last year. He's got a lot of a lot of road to hoe now with taking care of himself, be able to, to continue this. Uh, certainly, long into this season, as expected to go deep into June, but 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 obviously the two years after that. So, here's if we can get some uh, some answers out of Andre as to how he's taking care of his body uh, throughout the season, especially as he's kind of yo-yoed in and out when the day off comes and when it doesn't. But he, he looked great, and uh, nice to see him hit a shot. I wish he had passed that, that ball to Steph at the end of the third, though, to kind of get the open three because he missed the two free throws after that. But beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Iguodala, the seventh time this season that he reaches double digits as he ends up with 10, and he had a quick 10 uh, in the ball game tonight. Mm-hmm. The Warriors, it was just a night where the Warriors had answers. Every time the Timberwolves would make a little run, it felt like Curry would hit a three, Durant would hit a three, Curry would hit another three. Yeah, they were just they were moving the ball, they were feeling it on the offensive end, and they were just knocking down shots. And And every so often here, every couple of games you get a a heavy duty dose of the Warriors superior shooting and that's just the way this whole thing started and this whole run of dominance even going back to the Mark Jackson days of, of him as the head coach before Steve Kerr was here before Kevin Durant was in the fold it all started with Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson just knocking down a bunch of threes and Every few games, the Warriors just remind you that they've got far more firepower than anybody else in the league. And if they're knocking them down, they can win on a night where maybe they are. It's a selective engagement night and defensive end. And I tell you, Clay really makes it look good when he's hitting shots because those extra passes are assists. He had no threes last night. Great response from him with seven tonight. <laughs> Part of a, a trio between Steph, Clay, and KD going 18 for 27 from three. Uh, that's pretty tough to, tough to defend. And, you know, it, the, the assists are normally going to come because it's not an isolated or, or a pick-and-roll, pick-and-drive type offense that Steve has employed, obviously. So when Clay is hitting shots, it really looks good. And I made that point last night. Sometimes a game, like they had all the assists against the Knicks, it didn't really look great. I also tend to think that this is a – Go back to that schedule again, J.D., it's late. I mean, you're talking about, what, 50, almost 50 games for all these teams now. They still have another week, week and a half plus to All-Star. Uh, guys are ready for a break. You know, it, it, it's a natural break. They always have the All-Star break, that six-day break they have. So I, I get the impression these next couple of weeks could be key for the Warriors to really make a push, starting with Saturday. Celtics haven't been playing great as of late. There'll be a lot of hype around it, ABC, Primetime on Saturday night. 
and obviously what could be a potential preview with the two current top seeds playing each other. Get through that one and start what, what's happening next week and a half going into All-Star break. Guys starting ready to get ready for that break, man. This, this is the time when the Warriors can, can separate themselves even more. 888-957-9570. It's 888-957-9570. The phone number to uh, join us here on Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. It was a night for the big guns for the Warriors, Durant, and Curry and Thompson, uh, and even Draymond Green having his typical balanced uh, attack uh, and the emotional leader and everything that goes with Draymond Green. But it was it was really the three scores doing what they do. A couple of bench contributions and one other starter that's uh, unheralded at times. Uh, he put his imprint on a game and what was a milestone game for him as well. We'll get into that coming up. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo, Smart Home Security on 95.7 The Game. focus this week has been win the possession battle. We gave up uh, 12 more field goal attempts than we got, so um, we lost that uh, that mindset tonight, but our guys are so talented. They, you know, they lit up the scoreboard, 21 threes, and, and um, so they can win games. They can win a lot of games, um, you know, without being totally dialed in and without um, defending at a high level. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Back inside Oracle Arena, Crown Royal Club, Warriors getting it done. And this is Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. 126-113 the final. The Warriors victorious over the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the Warriors now 39-10, and 2-0 on this three-game homestand, which will conclude on Saturday evening with the Boston Celtics in town to take on the Warriors coach. You heard from Steve Kerr, and he... Happy with the offense, happy with the talent level. They lost the possession battle tonight, which is always a focus. It's been a big focus this week. The turnovers didn't come until later in the game, but the Warriors just not locked in on the defensive end. Yeah, and I think that's more of a, a, a function of, the, like I mentioned, the time of the year, uh, the fact that the other team, the Timberwolves tonight, not a very great, I wouldn't say very good defensive team. Uh, not a great effort from them. Fast break points in the first half. I want, oh, gosh, I want to go back and check the halftime stats, JD. I, I think in the first half the Warriors had some insane amount of points off uh, fast break, like like literally like almost a game type um, amount. Well, they wound up with forty eight at one point. I think it was forty to eleven. They might have they might have like to high thirties in the first half uh, because I don't remember the third quarter being that that speedy. But I'm telling you, man. That, that we said in pregame, you got it. The, the Timberwolves are, are among the league leaders in second chance points and points in the paint. Some of that does go hand in hand, and you have to make a decision against a transition team. Do you send three guys, or maybe even two? Some teams don't send any unless they're already there to the offensive boards in lieu of getting back on defense and flooding the middle of the floor and fanning out to shooters. And it just seemed like they. they they tried to make the, to stick to their guns. And, and Thibodeau's an older, old school, older mentality. Um, probably not in, in tune to understanding. I would say not in tune to understanding, but but probably not worried about the threat of the three overall from the league. But it's so different against this team, and they were crushing them tonight. I mean, they started out twelve for fifteen, 
And if you got to go to the boards, you're giving up transition, and you're giving up not only threes but open layups, man. It, it's it's a major issue, and that's really hard to dig yourself out of, especially on the road. Warriors had 18 threes at the end of the third quarter. They had 33 assists at the end of the third quarter, and they had a 44-11 to 11 edge in fast break points at the end of the third quarter, which yeah. is just amazing. That's, and the fourth quarter wound up being a 20-20 wash. So it was a lower-scoring quarter there. Uh, the Warriors uh, win it by the final of 126-113. to A uh, couple of older guys had an impact on the game. We mentioned Andre Iguodala. We'll get to a couple of them in just a moment. But right now, let's get to your play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Wiggins pass block deflected. Andre tipped it away with a steal. Three on two Warriors. Andre down the middle, throws to Curry, sets up for a three right angle. That's money. Cold, hard cash for Curry. The Warriors with their 21st three, their 37th assist, and they lead 124 to 111. That's how they'd finish it up 37 assists, 21 for 37 from three. Stephen Curry. Five of nine, and that wasn't the best line from three. In fact, it wasn't even the second best line from three. How about the big three scores tonight? Curry, he's five for nine from three, but you've got Clay Thompson, seven for nine, and Kevin Durant was six for nine. Paltry. (laughs) They had 18 threes. 18 for 27. 18 for 27 for those three, the big three. They started out 12 for 15. I was marking it down as they were going. Um you know, they like I said, the ninety points and the seven turnovers within those ninety points. I, Clay's fifth three was a throwback for me, throwback all the way to last year, where it was <laughs> a lot of broken plays. The, the, these guys had more broken plays last year for some reason they have this year, where all of a sudden it ends up in Steph or Clay's hands for three. The classic one where Steph thought he had a trailer, uh, third, lost the ball, shielded it. Katie picked it up. All of a sudden, it's in front of the Timberwolves bench, and Clay makes a three, his fifth one. Uh, the old breakdown offense worked to perfection by the big three right there of the Warriors. Saw a lot more of that this last year than this year, uh, but it took me back a little bit to realize how much I was paying attention to that last year because it happened a lot. And I thought that was a little bit of a backbreaker, too, because my man Thibodeau over there, man, I, oh, man, he stresses me out just watching. We were I, I sat behind their bench, <laughs> although not right behind it, but up. The guy's arms are out every play. I feel like he's going to have an aneurysm. One of his players makes a questionable play. He turns around. He looks down at the radio guys, at the TV guys' sideline. Boy, he, he lives and breathes every single possession like it's the last, man. It's, I worry about his health sometimes. But that play in particular, <laughs> he's got the hands on the head. And uh, you got to only, only feel for him a little bit that there's not much you can do when you're inside these walls. Key juncture in the ball game. The Warriors had a 12-5 run to start the second quarter, and that was with the veterans out there. You had David West on the floor. You had Iguodala on the floor. We mentioned his quick 10 that he had uh, coming in in the first quarter and then on into the early portion of the second quarter, Sean Livingston out there. Warriors really were were running the offense at that point. A couple of cuts. Uh, Their their movement was really, really strong in that uh, portion of the game, and, and it turned 
what was a nine-point lead uh, into the largest lead of the game at 16 at that point. They went uh, the 12-5 run was a plus seven. They were up nine coming into the quarter at that point, and they were up 50-34, to which wound up being the largest lead. And then the Timberwolves quickly had an 11-0 run off of that, but it was Curry three, Durant three, Curry three. McClay wound up hitting the three. Just all night long the Warriors had an answer, but the old guys – uh, yeah. The older guys uh, put their imprint uh, on this game. David West, you look at him, uh, and you know not the typical, the prototypical David West game, but uh, you had uh, a couple other guys, Iguodala, Livingston, solid. And a bench that didn't have Jordan Bell, of course, still out with his foot injury, ankle injury, Patrick McCall and Omri Caspi, three guys that in all likelihood have a great chance or at least start out to have a good chance to be playing late in the season. So, you know, a testament to how deep the team really is. Obviously, Caspi available didn't play tonight, but, you know, Sean and David and and Andre, you say the old guys, uh, really the stalwarts kind of carrying that bench to wherever it needs to be and blending in nicely. And, you know, Nick Young had a few opportunities tonight. Um, I thought Looney's minutes were productive but but didn't have to be too productive by way of the fact that Zaza had a really good number line again. You know, he he's he's when the team is really playing well, you know, you only see Zaza in the beginning of the first and third and uh, you know, he he's he's been pretty solid. You know, he's putting up some good cuts. He's obviously setting his his, his screens and rebounding as as well as he can and, and you know, if you're going 16 minutes and you're what do you got 9 points? Six rebounds, three assists, no turnovers. It's pretty solid for a guy like Zaza. Yeah, and you look at Pachulia. Pachulia had seven points, four boards, and the three assists in the first nine minutes of the game. So he had seven of the nine uh, early on in the game, and he was good. And that's his his thousandth game tonight, his 1,000th career game, the third Warriors player to hit that mark this season uh, with Iguodala and also David West. A lot of games. Hitting that a lot mark. of mileage. A thousand, a thousand, a thousand. And Iguodala impactful. Pachulia impactful. Draymond Green impactful in his usual way, moving the ball, getting rebounds, just doing all the, the dirty work tonight. He had three more block shots. The Warriors, I mean, there's rarely a night where they don't out block their opponent, and tonight another one where they get eight block shots tonight. And it was Durant and Draymond Green, those new wave fives in the NBA uh, that made things happen as the Warriors win this game 126 to 113. We can hear from the fans at 888 Whenever we hear from the fans, it's brought to you by Nations Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nations. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, uh, and Stephen Curry as well. It's John Dickens and Kerry Keating. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We're rolling on here on 95.7 The Game. not like I was that concerned about it before. I mean, I, I think um, circumstances are a lot different now compared to a couple of years ago when that lineup you know, destroyed everybody. A lot of teams have changed the way they've played us. Um, they've, they've changed their own styles. The game's gotten smaller and faster and even more three-point shooting. And 
It felt like a couple of years ago we we caught some people off guard with that lineup, and um, you know our opponents have had a lot of a lot of time to study us and try to counter what we do, and so it's probably not as effective as it was, but it's still um, putting our five best players on the floor, um, which is good coaching. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. It's part of the coach's interview brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We're saving is simple online at walnutcreekjeep.com. John Dickinson, Kerry Keating, back live inside Oracle Arena. Warriors Wrap Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Warriors win 126-113 over the Minnesota Timberwolves to improve to 39-10 and on the season. Kevin Durant, his 10th career triple-double, his second of the season, season, and also the first time in Kevin Durant's career that he's had double-digit assists in back-to-back games, a career-high 14 on Tuesday against the Knicks. He has 10, or actually 11 more tonight to go with 28 points and 10 boards uh, in the triple-double for KD. Coach, what do you make of the Hamptons five or the new death lineup uh, in year two with Kevin Durant now in that mix? Hasn't been as successful uh, as it has been in previous years and even was last year, but uh, Steve Kerr able to use it and get a little bit more out of it tonight. I mean, unfortunately, it, it all kind of falls onto Andre. I think those other guys are starting the game, obviously, with Zaza and uh, are a little more spry, if you will. You know, but, I, you know, Andre played well. Andre, we talked about that before. He had bounce in his step. He made a three finally, albeit not a great look, not a great shot. Um, I think if Andre's got that pop, that, that lineup is back to where it, it needs to be because I think you can count on those first four guys, obviously as starters, to be ready to roll. And it's not a knock on Andre. It just, you know, it, it is what it is. He hasn't been shooting it great. But Steve has trust in him, and Steve also understands that from a defensive standpoint, Andre will age well because he he has the knowledge and understanding of how to defend in this league in multiple spots and can be counted on. You know, earlier in the season, I made this point about Andre. When when the team was struggling defensively as a unit, and it might have been when Draymond was out, uh, you can really see Andre kind of pick up that slack and kind of hold his teammates accountable. And I think that's probably in the end what's going to make that that lineup, that death lineup, really effective is not just their ability to move the ball and obviously have anyone really put it in the basket depending on where and how it comes to them, but to be a better defensive unit because it's a little bit on the small side, if you will, without a true five. I think Andre is key to that and always will be. And as long as he's locked in and ready to go, I think that can be an effective lineup. Anthony Slater dug up a good number. Anthony Slater of The Athletic and uh, contributor here in 95-7 the game. The Warriors have eight 37-plus assist games this season. The rest of the NBA, six. Oh, total. Combined. Holy cow. Six combined. How about the 48 points tonight? Most fast-break points by the Warriors since the 96-97 season. Obviously the most in a season. 39 in the first half. They had 39. That's why I was looking for that number. 39 fast-break points in the first half. Well, I tell you, you'll get a lot of assists when you're, when you're in transition like that, and, and those guys are making threes. I mean, we talked about it already, J.D. I mean, 18 for 27 from 
three of your starting five from three, uh, they're going to be assisted because not a lot outside of maybe Steph and KD on the occasional breakout or broken play are you going to have dribble into threes. So ball was moving. Um, and obviously to the tune of shots going in, and, and Clay has a lot to do with that because he's always usually at the receiving end of that ball movement. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security here live from Oracle Arena. It's John Dickinson, Kerry Keating. Warriors win it by 13 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. 126-113 to is the final. Uh, the Warriors didn't have shoot-around this morning. Steve Kerr just changing it up, although Kevin Durant told reporters after the game that he went to the facility, and there were a bunch. Everybody was there. A bunch of guys were there, getting their work in, getting shots up, doing what they do. So no, no, nothing formal. Steve Kerr joked that they go over defense at those shootarounds too. So don't bet on too many of them being canceled for the rest of the season. Good timing. Raymond Ritter just popped up to check on us. The omnipresent. Was that because of Steph's obligation with the draft that Steve chose to do that, or just a generality? Unrelated. <laughs> Unrelated. You know, I, you know, he did say it only took about 20 minutes to pick the team. There's only you know, a couple guys to pick. Yeah, they had was... already tweeted out by about, I don't even think it was 1230. I think they, they were, were supposed to meet at about 12 o'clock, and yeah. it was maybe 1227 when they had photos out, and they were you know, really you're joking about the picks and how much fun it was, which, I mean, I know we're going to get into that coming up in the final segment, but it's a heck of a breakdown. It really is a fun breakdown when you look at, all right, LeBron winds up with Durant, so immediately you, you take away one of the, the, the big guns that the Warriors have. That, but then Curry winds up getting Klay Thompson. He winds up getting Draymond Green. He winds up getting Giannis. He winds up getting James Harden uh, as well. Uh, and then going the other way, nobody thought Kyrie Irving was going to wind up on LeBron's team, but he winds up with – Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins as well. Teammates. It's a fun mix. And yeah. Russell Westbrook, who, by the way, thought, thought, he, he, thought went last. he was picked last. One of them hilarious. Someone had to remind Russ his last name begins with a W, which Moments, is at the end. Uh, of the night uh, was, was, yeah, yeah. Was funny video of him thinking he got picked last, uh, but it was listed. Well, he and Carmelo had a back and forth. Of course, Carmelo was teasing him. And he thought he was picked last when they looked at the list, so Russ probably just perused it quickly and took that for what it was worth. So we'll, we'll break down a little bit and have some fun with uh, that, that draft. And, and both LeBron James and Stephen Curry saying that they're going to get it televised next year. They're going to figure it out. They got the logistics figured out. Everybody had fun with it. They're going to get that thing where people can well, the see players, it. Well, the players are the ones decided not to televise it. Yeah, they couldn't find a consensus among everybody as to quite how to do it, I guess. But now that it's been done, they want to get that. We'll see if they get that done. And the Warriors hit 21 threes tonight, which means Joe Lowe and Dibbs, they'll be giving away a pair of JBL headphones tomorrow morning, 8-12 on 95-7 the game. Don't forget, every time the Warriors hit 12 or more three-pointers, the morning show with Joe Lowe and Dibbs, they will give away JBL headphones to a lucky listener. So listen tomorrow morning at 8-12. The Warriors hit 21. If they had hit if they had hit 24, does that mean you give away two two pairs of headphones because <laughs> it's 12 times two? Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't quite get there tonight, so it's a moot. There's point. still time though. It's a moot point, but no, that can still happen. Yeah, With, they, they might still be making threes right now the way they were making them tonight. <laughs> 
888-957-9570, Let's get to Rick in Alameda. He joins us here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Rick. Warriors on rhythm like that offensively, I mean, there's no beating them. KD, he should be the defensive player of the year, but when he's going like that, another triple-double, and Splash Bros doing their thing, Draymond controlling the pace of the game, I just think they're too much firepower. But I'm, I'm going to be at that Boston game. I'm really interested to see how Boston's going to play him because we obviously we saw the first game where the Warriors had that huge lead there and then blew it there at the end of the game. But Boston, we know, is the best defensive team in the league. They're going to they're gonna grind it out, try to low-scoring plays. They're one of the few teams in the league who successfully over the last couple of years in the matchups uh, have been able to do that. So I wanted to get your pre- uh, actually great win tonight, but I'm going to that Boston game. I wanted to get your take. I'm really interested to see how Boston's going to come out. I just wish Gordon Hayward would be healthy so we could see both teams at full strength, and Brad Stevens is a defensive wizard. So uh, what do you guys expect on Saturday night, guys? And I'll take that off there. Thanks. You got it. Appreciate the phone call, Rick. Yeah, Coach, what do you think? Well, let me make let me get to his first point because I thought it was it was well made that Katie had a triple-double tonight, but he also had two steals and two blocks. So he's not deviating from his ascent to attack that defensive player of the year award. He's staying true to that and having an impact on the defensive end. To the, to the Boston game, they haven't been playing great as of late, but they still are the one seed in the East, and there's going to be a lot of hype around this game. And I, I think the fact that the Warriors dropped a big lead at Boston earlier in the season, there's a little bit of, of, of an, uh, you know, I've got to avenge that loss a little bit if you're the Warriors and certainly take care of business here at home and finish up the homestand successfully and try to drive that point home. And hopefully they didn't waste too many of the threes that they made tonight that they may need, certainly on Saturday late afternoon, 5.30 tip, by the way, Saturday on ABC. Yeah, and every game uh, here on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday this season, a 5.30 tip. And the Celtics, one of the few teams that have had some success at Oracle Arena. They've won in each of the last two years. One here last year yep. uh, and one here a couple of years ago. They and Denver, uh, I think, the only two. When the Warriors are, are just getting it done in a big-time way yeah. at Oracle these last couple of years. But a different-look Celtics team than, than the teams that have come in these last couple of years. Obviously, Isaiah Thomas no longer there, but Kyrie Irving is there and, and a big-time commitment on the defensive end from, from Brad Stevens and company. Oh, and Al Horford, an all-star. Uh, interesting pick when you look at the fact that Andre Drummond had the season he had so far. But nevertheless, another team coming into Oracle now with two all-stars in tow and a number one seed on the eastern side. They have a great emphasis on defense. Uh, their offense, as we talked about, almost made Isaiah Thomas a really rich man, and now it's really emphasizing what Kyrie can do. They play a, a corner fill, middle uh, screen and, and, and move offense that, that Brad has instilled that I really like. I think it's really set up for a dynamic score, and I think it's helping Kyrie even a little bit more than maybe it's helped Isaiah Thomas. Uh, who knows where they'd be with Gordon Hayward? But really a, a credit to them to even be in this position after seeing that devastating injury that Gordon suffered in the first game of the season. Yeah, and you look at it, uh, the Warriors, a lot of guys playing over their, their normal amount of minutes a little bit tonight. Stephen Curry, 37, Durant, 36, Draymond, 32, Clay 35. 36 is about the limit. It, it's funny because Coach Kerr was asked, you know, any concern about playing guys, you know, extending them, pushing them a little bit? I mean, there's, there's teams in the league that have guys that are going over 40 uh, a couple, uh, you know, at different points. But I think it's interesting. I mean, the Warriors have so many games, and, and Coach Kerr had the perfect answer. I mean, they have so many games where they're able to keep guys around 30 or slightly under that 
the game dictating yeah. needing to play a, a couple of those guys 35 to 37 isn't a big deal. It balances out. I mean, and again, these guys aren't worn out by any stretch of the imagination. And to boot, they didn't have to get off their feet today and shoot around. So Steve probably knew that, played the card right, and was able to have him play a few more minutes. And, and had to a little because Minnesota does have a good offense. And it's not like the game was, wasn't a 20-point fourth quarter where you just let, let it roll out and didn't need those guys to play. You still needed them on the floor because Thibodeau has become – you know, pretty pretty proficient for playing his guys a lot of minutes. You look at his his bench didn't play a lot of minutes, and his starters have been throughout the season playing some high minutes. He likes to ride those guys a little bit. That him being the old school that we talked about, so a little bit of a counterbalance, I think, for what what was called called for by the Timberwolves. Uh, but but nothing that they can't handle. I mean, if they needed to, they can do it again. John Dickinson, Kerry Keating, Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We'll come back, and we'll start to look ahead at the Warriors' showdown against the Boston Celtics in here on Saturday night, and also look back at the All-Star draft. Stephen Curry and LeBron James picking the teams for the All-Stars, both the starters and reserves. And I'll try and sort out how I think it played out between the two, at least as far as those first eight picks went. Uh, Kevin Durant did confirm that he was the number one overall selection. LeBron had the number one pick, so they separated Curry and Durant right off the jump. Do all the guys know where they went, you think? They're eventually going to find out because they're going to ask the guy. They're going to eventually. It's going to get to the point where they know where they were picked, or at least who was picked last. You would think so. Some guys may not care. They all talk to each other. Warriors wrap up. John Dickinson, Kerry Keating, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security on ninety-five-seven. The game. I had the, the second pick in, in, at, at the beginning, so it was all kind of seeing where, where Braun wanted to go with the first pick and then and then watching the kind of snowfall from there, snowball from there. So I had a game plan. I kind of knew what my order was, uh, trying to get a little bit of every position. But when you get about to like the middle part of the, uh, of the reserves, that's where it was, it was a little tricky. You had to put some thought into it to try to fill out the team and, and, uh, and see what kind of look you wanted for, for your team. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. And we welcome you back inside Oracle. It's John Dickinson, Kerry Keating. We're wrapping it up here on a Thursday night. Warriors 126-113 win over the Timberwolves. You hear from Stephen Curry on TNT with Ernie Johnson. After the draft was done, the All-Star draft, LeBron James picking number one. Stephen Curry saying he had a plan of who he wanted to get and try and balance out his roster. LeBron James winds up with Kevin Durant, who Durant said, LeBron was he picked him number one overall. So did he tell him that? So you've got Durant going to LeBron and Stephen Curry, he either took Giannis or James Harden. I think he took I think he took Giannis. I do I do too. So and he had even said he wanted to play with yeah. Giannis. So then you've got your your matchup if you're Stephen Curry, you've got your you know, Giannis matches up with LeBron or K D right. really. You got you know an athlete similar size to those two guys. It went back to LeBron James, and I think he either took Anthony Davis or Kyrie Irving. See, I think and, he had to have taken Davis because there's no way Steph passes on Anthony Davis if he's available after that. There's okay. enough guards, I think, that you can get past that even in the reserves. That if you can have Giannis and Anthony Davis, 
I think you got to take that. So that, that's why I tend to think that that LeBron took Davis with that pick. Although you and I were saying he he could have taken Kyrie there. He had to take him somewhere. He could have taken him there. He may have. So I, if, if, under your theory, Anthony Davis went number two. So Stephen Curry, he would have been off the board. I think Stephen Curry took James Harden with his second pick. Yeah. So it went Durant goes to LeBron. Curry takes Giannis. Anthony Davis goes to LeBron. Curry takes Harden. Mm-hmm. And then I think if, if LeBron, under your theory, took Anthony Davis number two, I think he took Kyrie number three. Wow. And who would have thought that Kyrie Irving would have been? He was definitely picked by LeBron because, sure. as you mentioned in Warriors warm-up, LeBron had the odd number of picks, so the last guy standing would have automatically gone to Steph among that that group of eight that they were all picking from, which we believe was DeMar DeRozan right. uh, at this point. So I, I, think it, I, I think after Kyrie went to LeBron, Curry then took Joel Embiid, and then that left DeMarcus Cousins for, or DeMar DeRozan for LeBron, and LeBron took DeMarcus Cousins. So LeBron winds up with Cousins, Anthony Davis, Kyrie, Durant, and then himself. Curry winds up with James Harden in the backcourt, Giannis, DeRozan, and Joel Embiid. That among the starters. Interesting. I'm not sure which team. Well, I don't think the game will be finished by the same five that will start. Obviously, because I <laughs> and, think there's a couple of reserves that obviously that, that might fit a little bit better on those teams. And you look at LeBron's reserves; he gets Russell Westbrook, he gets case in point Victor Oladipo having a great year. He gets Bradley Beal, and then his bigs are Chris Daps Porzingis, Lamarcus Aldridge, and teammate Kevin Love. So he winds up getting Kevin Love, uh, and LeBron did have the last pick of that round. So there was so whoever was left is the last man standing, right? went to LeBron uh, at that point. Uh, the bench player, Stephen Curry, winds up with both his other guys, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. He gets Oakland's own Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, who we didn't get a chance to see tonight at Oracle Arena, Kyle Lowry, and Carl Anthony Towns, who had himself a 31-point, 11-rebound, 5-assist game tonight in the Warriors' 126-113 win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, so break it down, Coach. Well, I'm wondering because Draymond and and, and LeBron are are closer than people realize. They have some business stuff going on together. They're making money with each other. Obviously, they have the spats on the floor and the stuff that's concocted. But so he had the second pick. So if Steph had the first pick of the of the second round, if you will, the second part of the draft. He I took wonder, one of his guys. He had to have taken one of them first, and, and and that leads me to believe that he might have taken Draymond first, because I don't think that LeBron would want to take Clay. To be honest with you, I I, I don't. I, <laughs> Why do you think that? Well, I just I just don't get that impression that he thinks that would affect the overall dynamic of what's happening as much as him having Draymond on his team. I think I think. I'm curious to see. I, I, I wonder, again, I think it's going to eventually get to that point between now and the time of the game right after as to who went when, where, and how. But all the feelings won't be as hurt when the game's over and the weekend's over. Well, that would but, make sense. If, if Curry takes Draymond, then LeBron probably takes Russell Westbrook. Yeah, how can you pass on that? 
Especially when all-star you have, legend. And especially when you have Davis and you have Cousins. Uh, cousins. I mean, you you, you got to take a, a pretty good guard. I mean, you, you it, it lined up that way. And I know the question is, did he come? Did Steph come right back and get out of the way and get Clay right away? Because you know, Carl Anthony Towns is is in this in that reserve pool to me, similar to what Anthony Davis is in that starter pool. Let's hear from Andre Iguodala as he was the post game interview with Tim Roy after the game here on ninety five seven the game, uh, and Tim asked him what he thought of Stephen Curry's All Star roster. Uh... I don't know. Uh, I'm not a. I'm not a fan of. Uh, I don't know. I'm a fan of Steph, and I'm a fan of Clay, and I'm a fan of uh, Katie and Draymond. So that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Interesting. Andre Iguodala, cryptic as always. Yeah. <laughs> but having some fun. He with started it. on a path, and he quickly cut himself off right there. But the politically correct answer with his teammates. Antonio in Oakland joins us at eight 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 nine five seven. 9570-888-957-9570. Antonio, you are on Warriors Wrap-Up as we hear from the fans brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real, making nations. What's up, Antonio? Hey, what's up, man? I had a great game. I had a great time at the game. Me and my brother, you know, he had his town jersey on. Nothing like the town jersey. They're so beautiful. Nice. You know, Kevin Durant, triple-double, man. Honestly, I don't like LeBron James at all, but, you know, I can't blame him for picking Kevin Durant, you know, first overall at the new draft lottery thing. But, you know, because, you know, Kevin Durant's the best player in the league, you know, best player on the planet, you know. He showed it in the finals. He showed it this season. You know, he's he's a he's a great one, you know. But, yeah, you know, great team win, you know, team high, season high, uh, 21 three-pointers by the team, you know. Hashtag at the game I went to. Maybe I'm a good luck charm. Maybe not. But, you know, <laughs> great game. You know, against a good Timberwolves team that we might see in the second round of the playoffs. You know, that in mind might happen. You know, they're a good up, up-and-coming team. You know, Carlton Towns, all-star. James Butler, all-star. You know, uh, they're they're a great team, though. You know, it's a good team win. You know, anytime you can get a, a win against a really, like, a good playoff team, you know, it's good. So, Thanks, Antonio. We appreciate the phone call, man. Antonio checking in here. I, I think the I'm town gonna, jersey. What were the town jersey? You like the bay jerseys tonight? I did like the bay jerseys tonight. I did too. I, I thought yeah, I, like I thought them. the gold looked good. I thought the bay on the front yeah, looked good. Sharp. Yeah, clean. I thought that was clean because you got the town. You got kind of the throwback yeah. with the with the California logo. Yep. The that white night. ones are nice. Like yeah, those. The, those white ones, yep. and then the traditional. The white and the blue, yep. which had been the home white in previous years, and the away blues, and then tonight was yeah another one, which was a pretty. I thought it, it wasn't quite. Look. It wasn't neon. It was yellow, it, and sometimes these colors get a little skewed. I know Steve talked about the Timberwolves, <laughs> alt lime greens, and we yeah. know what Baylor has done in the college ranks as well as Oregon. So I thought they were clean. They looked good. I did see a tweet from Steph and, and Andre before the game modeling the uniforms, one with blue tights, one with yellow tights. So they were all trying to figure out. It seems like they the all right combination. the blue, yeah. which looked, I thought, helped set it up a little bit better. The yellow would have been too much and probably got washed out. But I thought they were clean. They were neat, like the red accent, the Chinese Heritage Night. I thought a great, great uh, PR move, but uh, great, great-looking uh, uniforms and Another alternative, well, I guess we'll see the town jerseys, obviously, on uh, Saturday 
right? They usually wear the slates on Saturday. And, exactly, uh, and that'll keep we'll the Celtics back. from wearing black. Because I'm not a fan. Good. Of the, I'm not a fan of the Celtics black. Will jersey. they come in gray though? Will they go gray or white? Or green? Can you go green against slate? You, you do. Yeah, I, I think know, you might. Coach. I don't know. Well, I've seen blue and red. I mean, I, I, I've seen two colored jerseys this year. They have let that go. Now I know you wouldn't. You wouldn't do blue and black necessarily because no. that would be too similar. But I, I think you could go green and slate. So Miami, Sacramento, Oklahoma City, and the Warriors rolled out their city jerseys tonight. OKC's weren't bad. They were a little interesting, a little futuristic, not as much of a throwback, I thought, kind of interesting color combination. The Kings, I saw a lot of comments. Uh, a lot of people like the Kings. See, I didn't like theirs. Yeah, they I, the they, lion. It's just, it's just like a lion with a crown. And and I thought that the the, the 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 shoulder having the different color is also a little funky too. Um, I wonder when when they're rolling out these other ones, especially with TV coming up on the weekends now, with the ABC games every Saturday, and some on Sunday. I wonder how many other teams will come out. I don't know if the Celtics are even involved in that or what theirs even looks like. If it's that much different, well, I've seen the Celtics. The, the, I've seen the Celtics with the black. I've seen the Celtics with the gray. I've seen the Celtics, obviously, with the... They just got to come with the white on Saturday. Yeah, the classic yeah, white. The, the classic, classic Celtic white. white. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that. I like that. John Dickinson, Kerry Keating, we're wrapping it up here on 95.7. The game Warriors, a win over the Timberwolves, 126-113 the final. Let's uh, look ahead at that one on Saturday a little bit here. What do you think? Celtics, Warriors, Boston's won a couple of games in this building the last couple of years. The Celtics won the matchup earlier in the year, and a good one, a close one. Celtics had that huge run, and basically just they won won it with defense. I mean, they shut the Warriors down uh, down the stretch of that game, had the call go their way late, and got back in the game. They were down big, got back into the game with their defense, and ended up pulling it out late. Uh, in a nationally televised game. There uh, was a 14-point comeback, I think, in that game or something of that nature. It was nature. more than that. Was it more than I that? I think it was 18. To, yeah. They're, they're somewhat limping right now. They've lost four of their last five. Uh, they did win on Wednesday night uh, at the Clippers. And I don't know how much to read too much into that other than the timing of the schedule. Uh, they're in the middle of a, of a, of a road trip. That's going to be tough for them. You know, they – three days off while they're waiting to play Golden State, and then they have another day before they go to Denver. So they're in a tough stretch right now. And and like I mentioned, I I do believe that the schedule is kind of becoming counterproductive to what they try to stop to do is limit all the back-to-backs. It's created these weird, long road trips, road swings for teams, and they're in the middle of one. So we may not get peak Boston in terms of where they how they've been playing, but I think we'll get peak effort because of the fact that they're playing Golden State and it's the matchup of the two number one seeds and what everyone thinks could be a preview of what could happen at the end of the season in June. And Al Horford's been banged up. The Celtics, you mentioned their win at the Clippers. That snapped a four-game losing streak last night, and they've had a couple of nights off, so they'll be ready to go in here uh, against the Warriors on Saturday night. As the Warriors are trying to sweep a three-game homestand for the first time, this season, they've had a couple other three-game really? homestands, and they've gone two and one in all wow. of, all of them to this point. So they'll try and get the third one, and then you look at where the Warriors are at uh, prior to the All-Star break. They're going to go to Utah. They got a game in Sacramento. It, it's kind of that that baseballish schedule we were talking about: home all week this week, away 
all of next week, although the game in Sacramento. So they go Denver, or they go Utah, Sacramento, and then Denver. Denver on the second night of a back-to-back. And then they're back home, and it's a week exactly like this week, where they go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and they have the Spurs in here for a Saturday night uh game on ABC with the nationally televised uh, affair, and then they have another one uh, on a Monday, so they wrap around to the next Monday, they, but they go every other day, and then they go to Portland before everybody heads to L.A., and Steve Kerr heads to Hawaii, by the way. <laughs> he Steve wants Kerr, no part of being around the, the hilarious. Stuff. Steve Kerr asked in the pregame press conference about Curry's draft, and he said, I don't know, I haven't seen it, I'm going to be in Hawaii. So I think Steve Kerr He's coached this thing a couple of times. Not this year. It's going to be Mike D'Antoni in all likelihood, and then Steve's off to Hawaii. Was he ever in the three-point contest? He yes. has been, right? Yes. Yeah. Never won it, though. Don't believe he I don't won think it. he did. I don't believe yeah, he won maybe that's why it. But he was among he was the league it. leaders in, sure. in threes a couple times. So he understands the All-Star weekend. But, I mean, who's got it better than that guy? I mean, like, yeah, he's... Well, the break... He did win it in 97. Oh, he did? Yeah, I th- okay. 97. Right. Wow, so he knows what's about. He knows what the, what the festivity is about. He's been a part of it as a player. But, yeah, I mean, how great is that? He, he gets to take this team to a number one seed. Now four clear in the win column, two in the loss for uh, the number one seed against Houston, who plays tomorrow night. Um, yeah, I mean, get to go to Hawaii for I a can't few b- days I can't in the middle of the I season. Remember. I, I can't believe I could remember that. That was in my peak. That was my peak all-Star Saturday night viewing. Wow. As a teenager. I was a teenager at that point. <laughs> where was I in 97? I was a teenager in 97. 97. We'll put it that way. We're, uh, I was on my fourth coaching stop ready in 97, I think. 97. 97. Younger teenager, but a teenager yeah. nonetheless. Nonetheless. But, yeah, Kerr, Kerr getting it done there. Uh, no Curry in that. Clay Thompson uh, is going to be... Uh, in that three-point shootout as well. But the good thing about the All-Star break now is the Warriors are going to play Wednesday, and then they don't even get back together until the next Wednesday. So they play Wednesday. Well, the other nine guys, the all, four of them will be. The, well, that's what I mean. They, they, they play Wednesday. The The All-Star festivities start Friday, go Friday, Saturday, right. Sunday, and now the, the All-Star break, it's a longer break. So the teams don't even practice, I think, until Tuesday or Wednesday. And then... Warriors don't play until Thursday, so if you're not going to meet up again until Wednesday and your last game's on the previous Wednesday, then you actually do have time to go to Hawaii on wow, Thursday morning. That's great. I can't tell you and how come back on, I am of that. You, you, can, you can get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four, four, maybe even five good days. Four solid days on the beach. Four solid days on the beach. Good for him. So Steve Kerr will be doing that. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, I want to thank everybody uh, involved in the program. I want to thank Jesse for setting us up out here. A long day these last couple of days uh, for Jesse uh, with the pre and the post game. I want to thank everybody in the studio. I want to thank Lucas and Alex doing a great job uh, for Kerry Keating. I'm John Dickinson. It's been a pleasure these last couple of days uh, filling in uh, on Warriors warm-up and wrap-up. Matt Steinmetz is back on Saturday. We'll have NBA this week uh, with Steiny. and myself here on Saturday morning, and then he'll be back with you for the pregame Warriors warm-up, and then Steiny and I'll have Warriors wrap-up. 9-15. After the game. 9-15 for the Flames, don't forget. 
Nine fifteen. That's get right. By no, the I'm going to get caught by the flames. Yeah, they test <laughs> off the flames at nine fifteen in the morning, and I've about hit the ceiling <laughs> each of the times we've done that show from here. So again, thanks to everybody. Warriors win it tonight. One twenty six, one thirteen is the final, uh, and you heard it right here on ninety five seven. The game.